You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Tonight it's just the two of us, it's me and Chris. Alright Chris? Alright Greg, how are we doing? Alright, I'm good, I'm feeling good, unlike Greg who's got sore, sore throat, sore ears. I'm not sure. sure. Throat, basically everything that could be injured for a podcast. I know, I think it's an excuse myself. And JB, he fancied the night off. Uh, he, he got a request in first, so... Aye, he's, he's allowed time off. Everyone's allowed a week off. Right. I might book one for the end of September. But aye, the, the podcast a wee bit later tonight because I was watching the Rangers game on BBC Alba. Rangers in the second round of the Petrofact Training Cup against Clyde. They won that 8-1 comprehensive victory. Clyde weren't really at the races at all. Uh, they managed to get one decent shot at the end and they scored it. I was going to say, is it, well, these humpings always seem to have a one. Yep. <laughs> Never seem to get a nil. You're right, you're right. It, it didn't look like it was coming either. But yeah, I was. I had a bet on Rangers and both teams to score, because to be honest, the odds on a Rangers win, even a Rangers minus one, were ridiculous. So I thought I'll go for Rangers and both teams to score. So I was kind of willing, Clyde, to go on and score. Once it was comfortable at 4-0, I was willing them to go on and score. <laughs> I don't know how I would have got on if I was in the crowd. Uh, when if the guy scored, go yes, get in there. They <laughs> get some funny looks. But but from I what I heard about one. the crowd, from what I've heard about the crowd, I don't think you'd have got much notice. Uh, or at least you wouldn't have been within reach of anybody. Would have echoed round. Yeah, I got an email, well, a couple of emails from Rangers, saying uh, that they're closing the the club deck, which is fairly standard for games of this. Yeah. level and then I got another email saying they were closing another couple of sections and yeah it was pretty embarrassing on the, the TV they should have just closed the top of the govern or top of the uh, Sandy Jardin stand mm-hmm. just to make it look a wee bit more crammed up but I, 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 I didn't fancy it myself it was on the telly for free and it's podcast night of course of course uh, I've already seen jokes on Twitter about it about how Rangers played 4-3-3 tonight 4 in the Govan stand 3 in the Brimlone Road and 3 in the Copeland Road <laughs> what was the official attendance did you hear? I've not seen I've, I've, I only knew the scoreline because I was keeping an eye on it because I was waiting on you <laughs> oh wait a minute 11,000 that's quite decent from what I've seen on the TV didn't look that much well, that's what you get for charging 17 quid a ticket Ah, well that's that's not too bad Sure, it was 15 when I was given the opportunity to buy it as a season ticket holder. Even that. It's Clyde. That's Barry Ferguson, though. Sadly, that, that's, play. To, to be honest, that was about the only draw for that game was the fact Barry Ferguson was making a return to Ibrox. Yeah. And I'd been trying to keep an eye on whether he was playing or not for Clyde, because I know he's signed as a player manager. Did he play? Well. No, and he he didn't play for them. And See, even that spoils it. I feel sorry for the 11,000 that turned out for it now. Uh, they've only played one game in the league because their game at the weekend there was postponed. Yeah, because possibly he's going to play at some point. I don't know. Maybe he's going to do a Hartley when he signed for Alloa. He was a, an official. He was player manager, but he didn't didn't turn up for them because he said he was only there just in case as a last resort. No, Hamilton's manager Alex Neil. He was registered as a player and would have played at the weekend. Was he not injured? I recognise his name from a football manager game. He used to play for Stirling Albion, or maybe I signed him for Stirling Albion. 
He's only 33. He's the youngest manager in the top flight. I'm sure I've seen a manager... Oh, where was it? He was 22. Was it down south somewhere? Yeah, it's like he's taking charge in the FA Cup, sort of preliminary rounds or something like that. I've seen that myself. He's about 24, I think it was. I think his CV is going to be championship manager. Aye, as must be. <laughs> right, so the Rangers game, I could bore everyone talking about that, but I'm going to just mention Boyd. He scored a hat-trick, he could have scored another at the end. He looked like he's got a lot of confidence in, in that game anyway, so I'd like to put him forward for our first goal-scorer bet, the McBookie charity bet. What do you think of that? Same with me, I've not got any better options. It's too early in the season for me to even figure it out. The only name that's bringing it mind is McManus, and I'm not sure whether to go for Declan or Paul. <laughs> These are just names I keep hearing on uh, open all mics, so... Aye, well, that's the kind of stage we're at, Chris, isn't it? Yeah. We're just going to have to try and pick up names because uh, obviously we've got our favourites, uh, but I'm not wanting to pick anything for Dunfermline after their start of the season. No, they can so get So I'm off it's like, aye, one point for two games, no. And yeah. First in our bet last week, we had uh, Dunfermline and Livingston. Livingston won, Dunfermline lost. And Osmond So, well, he's going to be out, isn't he? He'll be suspended. He will be, yeah. So we're not picking him. So I, well, I, I think it, we should wait for Boyd. Boyd. Boyd's probably a good shout, but the, the, the problem with uh, Rangers is there's so many people can score. Yep. It could quite easily be Miller. Well, I was thinking along the lines of who, like the, I was looking at who's sort of featured in the, the two games that have been played so far, and the, the name that stuck out for me was uh, Paul McManus at Arbroath, and they're away to Queen's Park this weekend. He's scored in both games, and they've only scored like three goals. He's got two of them. All right, all right. I'm, I'm willing to to go outside of the box because Chris Boyd is odds are not on the, the website at the moment but I think they'll be poor because Rangers themselves are 1-6 to six. it's at home against Dumbarton yeah it could be him that scores that he'll the Barton bottom of the league so far mm-hmm. minus 6 goal difference already right so I've not got any odds for the our broth game either so McManus did you say Paul McManus yeah not Declan McManus who plays for Morton he did score at the weekend there as well <laughs> Okay, we'll go for Paul McManus, Arbroath. That means it's all on you, Chris, if Charity yep. loses out. Yep, that was it, my fault. Right, we'll leave the the other charity bet until the end of the podcast, see if anyone jumps out in our Premiership predictions. Yeah. But I, we're definitely not going to go for Dunfermline. They're dumped. Definitely. <laughs> Aye, so we had midweek games last week. It seemed to this hit us pretty quickly, the Premiership season. I'm not sure why we had the, the first round of fixtures and the second round so quickly. No, it's pretty strange because uh, previous years, this uh, midweek August has been a, an international weekend, or an international mid- date on the midweek calendar, but I think because they're changing to this week of football, or whatever as they're calling it, with the, the European Championship qualifiers, they seem to have scrapped that particular uh, international date. So rather than have a week off, we've obviously nipped in there and <laughs> scheduled a full calendar with the... The top flight. Yep. I, I the game on the telly box was Celtic against St Johnson, and I incorrectly said it wasn't on the telly in the last podcast because the website I normally check didn't have it listed, even it in the morning shakes. of the game. Yeah, it was on shiny new Sky Sports Five, Sky yep. Four or Six. And when I turned it on for the game. It popped up a wee red button at the bottom corner saying that I could activate my Sky Sports 5 if I wanted. 
Yeah, what is that? I didn't understand. Yeah, I was watching it as well. I didn't understand why it was there. Yeah, yeah. Aye, the game itself, I had a bet on Celtic to win. And at 1-0, I cashed out. I bottled it because I thought St. Johnson looked pretty tasty. I thought that they had a chance of coming back into it. And, well, it never happened. I think that possibly the turning point was the the penalty incident with Van Dijk and Mackay, which Mm. I posted on the forum a wee vine the penalty incident and I think that it's clear that there's contact but then it's debatable as to whether it was Van Dyke's trailing leg that caught him or whether Mackay kicked him I think it's clear that Mackay was looking for it but I think it's open to debate whether whether it was a penalty or not yeah I, I looked to me like Mackay kicked him but I'm, I, I would feel like that I'm biased <laughs> having said that once you get to the other penalty we'll see how biased I really am <laughs> so we had that where I think we could debate and I think it's fairly even as to, to who thinks it's a penalty and who doesn't but then the Berichter penalty that was, was given a dive. and a yeah. red card given as well yeah it was embarrassing the dive it was I don't know it was like almost straight out of a comic book the way he went down it's just and he's been given a two match ban and I think Celtic's accepted it from what they I did. yeah Celtic accepted it today so he'll be banned for the next two games just sensible, I think. And he didn't play at the weekend there either, so I'm, I'm assuming Ronnie Dyler wasn't exactly too happy with it either. And given what he'd said post-match in the, the press conference, if he was going to go and look at it, and if he had uh, seen a dive, he was definitely not going to be too impressed. So, with any luck, Borrector's uh, going to have that battled out of him, because yeah. we don't want to see that. Yeah, but there's no need for it. There's no need for it. I, I think that he could have had a decent shot at goal there. I think so. I, that was a bit I didn't understand, because McKay gave him a slight push. Yep. He took another couple of steps, almost, and then fell down. I mean, he could have had a shot when he was free and goal. Yeah. And most 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 people would want to score the goal, would they not? Yep, I would have thought so. There was something in the, the Rangers game tonight where Boyd was through and goal and he got a shove in the back and he stumbled and still tried to lob the keeper. It's very different when the, the game's uh, maybe 8-0 eight, eight up or 8-1 <laughs> up at that time. Yeah. So that's very different from the way it was in the St. Johnson game, but that's the kind of thing you want to see from an attacker. Somebody who's honest and and tries to go for the goal rather than trying to get somebody sent off and get the penalty. I think I think the problem is that there's never good referees that give the penalty, even if you don't go down. Yeah. Almost all referees in the world will wait to see if you go down before awarding a free kick or a penalty. If you don't go down, they very rarely give it. And I think yeah. that's the problem. That that's the other half of the problem. Because I'm I'm not going to defend people for diving. But I thought it would be nice if we had a bit of help from the referees. Yeah, the referees have got the opportunity to go into the the dressing rooms and get that across to the players and say to them, "Look, I'm I'm going to give fouls for a foul. I'm not going to give a foul just because you go down on the deck." I I don't know if they do say that. I don't know if that is uh, communicated to the players, but they should. Some should be passed down to them. Even even if they had some examples of this happening, though, this is the, yeah. this is one of the problems. We just don't have any examples of referees giving the the, the penalties and free kicks. Having said all this, I'm not convinced it was even a free kick. It's the slightest of pushes. Yep, I agree. It happens all the time. Yeah, I mean, I've seen three or four instances like that in Saturday's game at Celtic Park. That yep. well, slight pushes and the ref just kept playing, and I don't think there was much in them. Yeah, uh, you're right. It happens all the time. But I Celtic won that, and I think there's a few St. Johnson fans a bit aggrieved at that, but that's football. Yeah, football I, can, I, can 
I can understand why they be aggrieved because they'll feel they should have got a penalty at their end. As I've said already, that's debatable either way. But uh, the lost, I think the real injustice of that game was Celtic's penalty and, of course, the red card for Dave McKay. Has yeah. Dave McKay's red card been ascended? I know they were going to look into it. I've not seen anything about that. It was the Baractor one that jumped out at me today. But I've not seen I would anything. Ass- I would assume it's getting rescinded. Because I know it was certainly appealed. So, did he play at the weekend? I never noticed. I'd imagine because it was already in the the appeal state, he would be able to, he would have yeah. been free to play in the, the game against uh, Hamilton. So, that did him any good though. I can't see anything on the the BBC site other than saying that there's, the appeal is going to be on Thursday. Uh, yeah, he played. Yeah, he, he played against Hamilton and got booked. <laughs> I saw I won £2 on that game. I, saw, I, I cashed out. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than risking it for four pound, I cashed out. So I was getting a bit, well, I was getting a bit edgy when it was only one up because St Johnson looked good. But anyway, a profit. That's what I want to hear for people who put bets on profit, beating the bookies. That's the way. Yep. Other than that, in those midweek games, I think it's worth mentioning the Dundee United goal. Definitely. The new, oh. the, the Scottish football's alternative to Mario Balotelli. The latte. It's a decent goal. And when I was looking up the, the goal earlier on today, just to remind myself of it, I also read a wee quote saying that he vows to wreck Celtic's Flag Day celebrations. And I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll, we'll mention that later on, how that worked out for him. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, it's a, it's a good finish. I, I don't think it was the goal of the season contender. I've seen a few people try and suggest it was. It's a no. good finish. But uh, you know, maybe not go all the season. But yeah, well, that's, that's a good start to his, his time at Dundee United, I suppose. But uh, the other thing that was uh, was noteworthy on Wednesday was uh, obviously the, it was Celtic's first game of the, the the league season, but it was also Partick Thistle's, and he thumped Ross County four 0 which was uh, pretty good because Thistle last season spent a lot of last season uh, struggling to get that first home win under about well that monkey's off their back this season immediately and in style. It yes. sounded like they were, they were, they were not only 4 0 winners, but they were well worth it of the 4 0. It could have been more. Yeah, emphatic. It's, it's interesting how the season has started. How there's, uh, you go into the season thinking you, you know what's going to be happening, but then you see Partick Thistle come out and do that. And then you, you also think Dundee's going to come out all, all guns blaring because of the, the signings they've made. And then they've had a, a bit of a slow start to the season. Motherwell as well, uh, a slow start. Dundee United, you always ask yourself, is this a season somebody's going to be pushing Celtic and then we get to flag day at the weekend there, the lunchtime kickoff, and, well, it was a humping. I didn't see it. I've seen the goals since, but I didn't see it live. But I, from what I've seen in the highlights, Celtic looked very good. Dundee United had their chances, don't get me wrong, but Celtic looked like they were enjoying themselves. I, th- I thought it was quite an odd game, actually, because it, it, it got off to that flying start where uh, Cal McGregor hit the post when, like, the first couple of minutes, and then immediately done United went up the park, had a cracking ball through to Gary McKay-Steven, who got in behind the self-defence with his pace and put his shot wide. And if Gary McKay-Steven had scored that, it could have been a completely different game. Yeah, I but can do that all was... day long. See those ones? See the, the shots wide? I can do that yeah. all day long. Oh, I know, I'm, I'm pretty good at it myself. Curling but... wide of the post, aye. But yeah, Celtic's defence, I don't think, looked all that impressive as a defence. They, they, they were getting caught out with the pace of Mackay Stephen a couple of times. Um, there, there was one point that uh, 
I seem to remember Van Dyke covering well and uh, Craig Gordon had a couple of shots to save as well. It was one particularly good save in the second half. But uh, for all Celtic's defence wasn't that great when they had something to do. They didn't have much to do because Celtic spent a good deal of this game pressing high up the pitch. And if it wasn't getting them goals, it was getting them set pieces that we scored for goals. Uh, with the six goals, we scored four of them from set pieces. Uh, the third goal was uh, was just robbing their defence and uh, Stephanie Hansen putting it past the keeper, which is quite similar to what we did in the St. Johnson game, actually, because that was, again, that was Celtic pressing high. Commons put in a decent tackle, which broke the Stokes and he scored the opening goal. So that seems to be uh, the, the new thing that Ronnie Dial is trying to get Celtic to do. And it's, it's already working out quite well. Yeah, I think he seems pretty keen on the, the fitness side of things as well, which you're going to need <laughs> if that's what you're doing. Did you see the report on Sunday? Where he wants to ban like Coke and Iron Brew from uh, the, the training ground. Oh, I haven't read that, no. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, I think most people that have read it have went, what do you mean it's not banned already? You're supposed to be professional football. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like that. Uh, Robbie Nielsen came out and said uh, something similar. Yeah, I And that he said that, uh, that the players aren't going to progress if they're doing what we all think professional footballers do, the, the old half day at training. He said they're not going to progress and he's talking about dr- double, maybe even triple sessions. So yeah, he's right, though, time. because that, this is the kind of thing that goes back to the 60s and 70s. All, all these, like, I seem to remember my dad telling me Kenny Douglas used to come in in the afternoon to, for training when the rest of them weren't there. Yes. <laughs> How long have we been working like this? Yes, and it doesn't even need to be physical training. If you're getting to the point where perhaps players are getting pushed a little bit too far and they can't handle these full days physically, give them their half day as standard and a half day in the classroom. Just let them watch the DVD the the game right. before that they played, just explain to them what they did wrong, what they did right. Have a wee look at the opposition if you're a winger, if you're a right winger. Have a wee look at the left back that you're going to face. Have a look at a couple of DVDs, a couple of games and focus exactly what the guy's good at, what he's not good at. That kind of thing, they're getting paid. They're getting paid more than a full-time wage. They should be expected to be putting in the graft, whether that's physically and if their body can't handle it, get them in the classroom. Yeah. On the other hand, there's probably something to be said for the sort of team-building kind of things that like a day at the golf does. So maybe you do your training in the morning and then go play golf in the afternoon. I know quite a few of them do that. And if they're playing as like groups of four and things like that, they're getting to know each other, especially at this point in the season where there's new signings coming in. Yep. That's got, that's got to be good. Especially when you're looking at the, the new uh, centre-half pairing at uh, Celtic, for example. Yeah, and yeah, Rangers yeah. has got that as well. Get them get them out doing something like that and, and get them basically to become close friends as quickly as possible just so you can second-guess what the, the other player's going to do and second-guess what the other player's not good at. Yeah, I mean, that, that might have had something to do with Celtic's uh, shaky defence at times because, for all I'm saying, they're shaky. The new boy, Denier, he looked pretty good he was a bit dodgy in the first sort of 10-15 minutes but after that he got his act together and he seems to he seems to be quite a good find okay. I, can, I can see why Man City are very keen to keep hold of him I know there's there's lots of people saying he's the, the new Vincent company and that's actually spawned the joke of how the Celtic players are calling him Sefco because he's the new company <sighs> somebody told I me that today Chris I don't know if that's true <laughs> I just have read it on Twitter about 800 times today <laughs> well I don't find it funny <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was quite mighty. But it's far too mighty for a football player to come up with. But uh, no, he, he does look quite a good find. He took his goal well at the weekend as well. 
A good striker would have stabbed that in the roof of the net like that. Well, never mind a, a defender. But it'll be interesting to see how he develops. He's he's the one owns uh, signing the Celtic have got that don't have an option to buy. And I would I, I can see why already. I can see Man City will be doing everything they can to hang on to him. They've sent him at Celtic to get a bit of first team experience, nothing more. Yep. Wouldn't it be nice if uh, we could send out players like that? Chris from Scottish football, well, some somebody out to a, a level like that to, to learn their trade. Uh, well, again, uh, Callum McGregor, he was at North County last season. He's come back, taking his place in the Celtic team, and he's doing pretty well. I mean, he, he scored it was a, a bit of a fortunate goal against St. Johnson because it went through the keeper, but he's obviously scored in the, the Europe already for us. He, he, for all I've seen of him uh, on Saturday, there, he had a good game as well. He wasn't on the score sheet, but he played really well. No disrespect to Morton, but Rangers sending out Barry Mackay to, to Morton. Uh, they're not exactly playing Champions League football, which Celtic no, but, are doing. Uh, but then you can, somewhere along the line, there's this trickle down because, like, Notts County weren't playing top flight football for Mikel uh, McGregor going out there, and Man City will be looking at Celtic and saying, well, Deniers not getting a game in the Premier, in the, the English Premiership, but. Can certainly send him to play in Scotland. He might get Champions League football. Depends what happens there. Yeah, that might be a good experience for him. I right at the start of the game, what's happening with the the bonnet? Did he not get the the memo? I think he was trolling everybody. I thought it was hilarious because Celtic, Celtic spent all week selling actually selling bonnets. I I've, well I mentioned uh, last podcast that I was in the Celtic shop uh, not to buy anything. I know somebody that works in there, and I, I spotted the bonnet. And sell the posters, and then he turns up and does that. I had it in his pocket, to be fair. It's not that he didn't have it, it just wasn't wearing it, and I thought that was quite funny. But he he said he got a much better reception than the last time he was out for a flag day, which is uh, good to see. Now that uh, he's had a bit, history has a bit of time to be kind to him. Uh, People have forgotten the the, the bad and remembered the overall good that he did. I mean, even I'll, I'll freely admit at the time that Fergus McCann was in charge at Celtic, there was a lot of things he did that annoyed me. Uh, and I'm fairly sure the second of him, Jansen, or the letting go of him, Jansen, and uh, siding with Jock Brown was a thing that really annoyed me. Had I been at that flag day in 1998, would I have booed? I probably would have, because I was too young and stupid at the time. <laughs> but... Uh, but you'll not find many people that admit that much. It's, it's amazing no. how many people booed them that day and nobody seems to know who they were. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Certainly on Saturday there, he got a, he got a warm reception. Uh, time has uh, healed wounds. And people, I mean, ultimately, he saved the club. He made five times his money. Like he said, he was going in for day one. He built a new stadium. He put the, the club on sound financial footing and he did sell it back to the, the fans. So ultimately, he did what he was going to say. He, exactly what he said he was going to do. Unfortunately, he was looking his age, but ah, he's 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 not a young man, but uh, yeah, he's 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 doing pretty well, nevertheless. Yep. Right, so out with the the Celtic game, Motherwell right. continued. Uh, just a quick, why was Aberdeen St. Mirren postponed? I think it's because they were given the option. I think I'm not a hundred percent, but I think they were given the option to postpone, and Aberdeen chose because of their European exploits. But they're it. <laughs> I, I'm, aye. I mean, because they've played so many games. That's what I thought, but that's just oh, a guess. Just a break. Because normally there's a, you get the option of opting out of a fixture. So I thought that, that was, that's what they've done. But I don't know for certain. It's possible. 
just seemed a bit odd, given they weren't doing anything this weekend. But yeah, if they, if they just went to a break, because they've obviously played eight games this season already, because they've played mm-hmm. six in Europe and two in the league. So I was out with the Celtic game, Motherwell lost three points from three games. A wee bit of a slow start, but Pat Nevin still expects them to, to come good. Yeah, um, I think I've probably got my doubts, because although they've got three points for three games, even the three points they got were a bit lucky. I mean, St Murray were a better team, they just never put the ball in it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, the other side of the coin there was Inverness had to score two cracking goals to get those uh, three points himself. Oh, Aaron Dorans was really good. The yeah. way the but defender even, thought he had him covered. Aye, it yeah. was just... No, oh, yeah, he certainly called it in the second half. I, I know um, John Hughes was saying it was nice to believe it so late. <laughs> kept him worried, because obviously it was eight, nice minute. But even uh, Greg Danzi's goal was a, was a pretty good finish from the long range. And actually, just going back to the Celtic game, uh, Rankin's goal was a pretty good finish as well. It was. He chased it in as well. He was wanting yep. to get back. The comeback was on for him. Yeah, 5-1. Yeah. <laughs> I like to see wee bits like that. Uh, another interesting video I've seen was uh, from Sunday's game, which is uh, the Edinburgh Derby, which Hearts won. And it was Danny Wilson. He's seen the vine where he gets a wee note from the bench. Yes, yeah. <laughs> an actual note. That's brilliant. And then he, he seems to chuck it on the ground. Sure, if you're you, next thing you do is you wander over. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't know why it wasn't whispered in his ear. I don't know. And what, what did it say? Because he, it's almost like he looked at it and he instantly acknowledged what it said. Was uh-huh. it something simple like uh, 442, 441, uh, probably? Not uh, down a man. I, I don't know. It's just it's bizarre. Something I've never seen in football. No. Uh, was that secretive? I can't believe he threw it away, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. If you should just be a whisper to you, I didn't see much of the game myself. I only seen the the last five minutes. I seen Stevenson. I lucky that he wasn't sent off, raking the guy down the back of his leg, and then the guy stupidly done. I'm going to call yeah. it a footballer headbutt. The one where yeah, you kind of put your head close and you just yeah. like kind of push them away with it. It's just... Yeah, I think I, I I'm usually quite quick to slag what I call him, but I think he handled that bit. Alright, it was just like, like but at the end of the game here, calm down you two. But why why would you do that? Why would you put your head so close to somebody and just give them a wee push, knowing that you can get sent off for it? Aye. I'm not I'm not a, a fan of violence in the park, right? But see if you're gonna get sent off, get sent off for something decent. Not a stupid <laughs> wee tap, a stupid wee push with a head. Oh, no. It's because they're precious little flowers, these footballers. They don't want to hurt their own head if they stick their head in something. <laughs> Aye. So they do the wee push, and then usually the other one dives, as if he's just been shot. But in this case, that didn't happen, so fair play. Like, uh, aye, Lafferty. When... Oh, aye, Mulgrew. When he got hurt. Or Brown, uh, take it back. Uh, the funny one was when, uh, who was it, Broadfoot against is it Johnny Russell. There was one of those like head pushies, I'm gonna call it, and Broadfoot was like, What what are you doing? <laughs> he was having none of it. <laughs> oh he did check he did check for blood. You know how footballers like to do oh, that? Right. Oh I've done that as well. Oh, he, oh he checked. <laughs> oh it's quite sore, let's check, look at the hand, is there any blood? I'm actually doing the action just now, Chris, but nobody can tell that. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, when I was watching the highlights on Sports Scene, 
uh, the artificial surface in New Douglas Park caught my attention and I thought I'd go and have a wee look to see if they could tire it out and Kamarnock as well, they've got an artificial, haven't they? Mm-hmm. I went and have a look but there's nothing on either website to see how much it is to hire so I don't know if they're hiring them out. I thought that was one years... of the main points. Yeah, a few years ago, Dunfermline certainly, when they had their artificial pitch, you could hire that out. You can hire aloes, uh, but I, 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 th- I thought that was a big thing. Right. You I get that was... pitch, you can train on yeah. it, you can play on it, and you can hire it out, and you're not really going to cause too much wear and tear. Mm, up. Mm. Seems a bit odd. Aye, because you could make a fair bit of money. It's a good selling point as well, come play in a, a SPFL Premiership ground. Oh, you'd pay, ah, you'd pay a premium. I, I hired a pitch at the weekend there. It was two hours at £120. It's not bad. Aye. Aye, maybe that's sterling prices. But if you're getting a stadium, I think you could pay a wee bit of a premium on that because yeah. fans are going to be dying to play there. Is that is a novelty? Aye, exactly. Uh, but anyway, I just it's a wee bit of an aside. I just, when I was looking at it, because the, the artificial surface, it just looks very different on the telly from when you play on it uh, as a player. Not that I've played on either of those parks, but do you know what I mean? The, the colouring looks very different from... Yeah, it looks a lot darker. Yeah, eyes. Right, so anything else you wanted to discuss about the, the games at the weekend there, Chris, and it jumped out at you? Yeah, did you see the Thistle goalkeeper getting sent off? No, I didn't. No, I didn't see that far. Right. Basically, there was quite a soft penalty given to Dundee in the second mm-hmm. half, which they then scored from. No, they didn't. They didn't score from it. It was one each thing. And... Uh, Everybody was arguing about it, the guy that caused the foul get booked in the first place. But in the process, Scott Fox, the, the part of Thistle goalkeeper, was gesticulating with his hands. Mm-hmm. And Paul McGowan of uh, Dundee, another former Celtic player, actually, the two of my former Celtic players, uh, he wandered over and, like, it looks to me, or it looks to me like uh, Fox just caught Paul McGowan in the process of gesticulating. Now, it could also be argued he pushed him away in the face. So, right, he gets sent off for it. It's it's one of those ones I can see why he's been sent off. And as Pat Nevin said in Scott uh, sports scene, you know, called the Scotch Sport, so much <laughs> <laughs> sports scene. I said last night, if you raise your hands and you catch somebody in the face, there's a good chance of getting sent off. No, but yep. it doesn't matter whether you're swinging a punch or just catching them. So I can see why it was given, but I can also see why there'd be an argument for saying I'm not sure he's meant that. But yeah. anyway, he gets sent off. So Thistle obviously made the substitution to get Gallagher on, and he saved the penalty. I <laughs> was saying... It's one each. It was an odd game, actually, because Thistle seemed to be the better team in the first half, and then Dundee were the better team in the second half, because all the action happened on sports scene happened at one end. Mm-hmm. I was seeing Fox talk about his time, and the, the sidelines might have uh, improved him as a player. Yeah, because he, he started really well in last season, and then just as Thistle started to get strikers and been able to score at one end, they dropped him and put Gallagher in goal and they started conceding goals. It was never something I quite understood. Yeah, but I'll need to have a look at that in the, the highlights to see. But the thing is, if you give the referee the, the choice he's sending yeah. you off, that's, that's the problem. Aye. Aye, you, can, you can't risk that. No, so, no. do you want to move on to the Premiership predictions? Uh, yeah, because I think I'm done talking about everything else. I've mentioned everything I can think of. So, lunchtime kick-off. On Saturday's Inverness against Celtic, I'm going to go for an away victory. I'm going to go for 3 0. Fair enough. For a second week in a row, Celtic are playing the team top of the league. Um, well, we do have the midweek game away to Maribor as well, which mm-hmm. is now confirmed because 
Wegas appeal to Cass got turfed it. So well, it'll definitely, definitely be playing Maribor now. Well, as far as I understood it, Chris, it got uh, the automatic reinstatement got turfed out, but I think that yes. they're still yeah, there's, chasing there's it. an appeal, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be like within the next three months or something, they'll actually hear the full appeal. But the, yes. the automatic reinstatement, because they wanted the, the suspension. No, they wanted the, the forfeit suspended mm-hmm. pending the appeal. Which but I tell you what, well, I've read the rules. Go away. I really, I really hope that that's that's it. A line's drawn under it in terms of who's competing and what. I really hope this is one hundred percent Celtics and something, but whatever that is, right? It's, it's confirmed as a Champions League now. But they're in that like it was us in another competition because I don't want any player going into the game unsure. I don't want the Maribor players, the Celtic players, the like it Warsaw players. It's just, it's ridiculous if they're going into the game unsure of what's happening. So I hope that the appeal, and I hope it's pretty clear that the appeal from now on is just compensation. I hope that there's no way back, because it's just not fair to everybody involved if I there think, is a way back I think now. you're right. I think it can only be compensation now. They're not going to move Celtic out of the Champions League because this game's going to, going to go ahead. There's no other recourse for uh, mm-hmm. Legia Warsaw here. So I'm assuming they're now going to go to Kazakhstan and go play their game. Yes, yeah. they've obviously got the, the Europa League to play on. Yeah. So I can't see why they wouldn't because it's just been making them run for their own back. But they can say I think the best they'll manage now is compensation for cash. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't see them getting it because I can't see where they're going to where the appeal basis is because the rules are all there for everyone to read. Yep. At every single stage of what happened. So. I mean, they're following every channel, and I think they'd be remiss if they didn't. But I wish you stopped whining about it. <laughs> I think there's there's definitely a case there to review the rules, and I think they should be changed. But yeah, right I don't now, even agree with that because about... I, I think I, I think in in Legia's case, what what they've done is they've left out the guy who would needed to play, uh, be suspended for three matches for two matches. And being able to bring somebody else into the squad for those two matches. So the two games they played against St. Pats, they had an extra man in their squad when they really should have had the guy who suspended in there. So it's it's maybe an unintentional dodge, but it's still a dodge to give them a bit of a, a extra manpower. So they've then moved on to the Celtic game, where they've, not, they've, they've obviously had him in the squad because they need them for both legs. And he was only just, from their perspective, he was only suspended for one game. So again, that's probably the only game they've actually played properly because yep. he should then raise his venue for another two games as far as UEFA are concerned but I th- I, 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 there's a lot of innocent parties here getting affected because obviously St Pat's were affected slightly by the fact that they had that extra man in their squad Celtic have obviously been affected because the guy did feature against us for all oh, three or four minutes and technically was on the bench for the other 87 88 minutes or whatever it was so well, he that was, could be enough. That could be enough. I think after looking at the rules, being on the bench could be enough. Yeah, that that was that one rule. thing I was thinking of. He, although he's only played a couple of minutes, the fact he's named as an active substitute means he's breaking the, the rules there and then. So even if he hadn't yep. come on as a sub, he'd still, he'd still been in the breach of the rules. Yeah, I, I think, think the, what should happen in the rules is they should look at the because there's two very similar rules that if you play a player that's suspended, or if you play a player that's ineligible. I know that they can. The two are very similar, but in one of the the rules it says that the match may be forfeited 
and in the suspended player case, it says the match is forfeited. I think they should look at that, and I think they should have both of them saying may be forfeited. I think it does leave it open to interpretation, but I think that there is some examples where, and in this case, I think a fine would have been appropriate because I'm not so sure that they got a... An advantage. I know what you're saying about the the two matches, and it's very difficult to say about that. And I think we could. I don't think there's a correct answer when it comes to whether they they got an advantage or not against St. Pat's. I think that's because it's two matches. It's hard to say. I don't think they got an advantage against Celtic. It's, I think it's something. I think May would allow that debate to happen. May would allow a fine or, or something. I just think if you can argue that May is acceptable for an ineligible player, then I think you can argue it's okay for a suspended player or vice versa. I think I think the one the one thing I would disagree with you on that one is suspension as a punishment, whereas ineligibility is usually just a paperwork exercise. Ineligibility comes around from you haven't registered in, in time for playing the game because you've just signed them, or they're ineligible because they played for somebody else in that same tournament at some other point. Yeah, that's a, it's, that's a good it's, example. It's not It's not really a punishment, whereas a suspension, he was sent off in like the last Europa League game last season or something and got a three-match ban for yep. that. So he's been punished. And obviously the club as a whole are being punished for their player being sent off in that game. So there is a, to me, there is a difference between the suspension and ineligibility. And that's oh, why there's a, if you play a suspended guy, you will forfeit the game. And if you play you an, an ineligible guy, you may forfeit the game. I'll give you an example, Chris. What about uh, Man City? They've been punished and they've been told they're only allowed is it 21 players in their squad. What if they they play? What if they play a player that isn't in that 21 match uh, man squad? So they've there is a punishment there. They've went against it to play an ineligible player. Yeah, that, to me, I well, think I that's did. very similar to playing a suspended player, but it would fall under the other rule, and therefore it would come under the May. The question I would have there is, does that fall under the ineligible rules or is there another overriding rule for the financial fair play? Either possi- yeah, possibly. To be honest, when I was looking at the rules, it was easy to look at those two rules because a lot of the other rules are pretty yeah. scary. It's, oh, no. not got enough time <laughs> in, in the day to read through the full rule book. Oh, it took me to a blog to find out about the fact you needed to be registered. Uh, Yes, there, there was actually a you had to be registered to be serving the suspension. I quite but like would... reading the the rule book for when you're on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? What's a handball? Yeah. What's offside? I quite enjoy that, but no, this, this paperwork stuff, no, it's not for me. Yeah, unfortunately, the, when it comes to the game of football, there is the rules for on the pitch and the rules for off the pitch. They all make up the, the game of football as a general. So all this, this is one of the things that was annoying me was this whole they won the game fair and square, but they didn't because they broke a rule. It doesn't matter if the rules are on the pitch or off the pitch. All the rules make up the game of football in general. So, yeah, yeah, they definitely broke a rule. Definitely no, no arguing with that. But yeah, we'll, we'll I, see. I, 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 cert- what certainly, f- for me, the, the, there's a debate there to have with the, the the rules as they currently are and whether they should be changed. I don't think they should be. Obviously, you think they should be. The, the, there's definitely room for scope. Uh, the scope for a debate there. However, as far as whether Leggy have broke the rule or not, it's pretty crystal clear to me. They did. Yes. They had. They, they 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 broke the rule. They have been punished, as the rule says. I don't see what the manoeuvrability is. But again, as I said earlier, if Legia weren't going through all the possible channels, I think they'd be remiss in their duties. Yeah. 
I, I don't, I don't know what leg is company set up like, but I mean, I know Celtic have got shareholders to meet, and, if, and Celtic would have to pursue every avenue to not be breaching business rules. So if leg is something similar, then I'd imagine they, they need to do it as well. I hope that this this really pushes UEFA into doing what they should be doing in terms of uh, the, the squads that are submitted. Somebody should be entering them into a computer. And they, they probably already do because these squads are... Uh, the match day teams are getting pinged round all the media outlets throughout Europe. So somebody's entering them into a computer and it should be getting checked. Do yeah, I have a green awesome. tick? Is this person eligible to play? Yes or yeah. no? Like, it's simple. It's, Football managers got it, right? Exactly. That's, a, that's just a game made up for fun. UEFA are... Their job is to, to look after competitions like this. And I don't think they're doing their job if they're not able to, to look at a team sheet and say, that guy shouldn't be on that team sheet. Yeah, that that for me is probably the the, the one thing that should be taken from this. I, I, like I say, I don't mind the rules as they are now, but there should be something at the administrative end of UEFA that says that these things are checked and double-checked. And I'm not asking for somebody to sit there with a, with a bit of paper going, is this guy eligible, is this guy... Computers can do that. Computers exactly. can do that really quickly. <laughs> exactly, yep. Some Somebody somewhere along the way should have flagged up the legger that the... the the guy had only served a one-game suspension for the second, before the second leg, and not two or three. Sorry. Yeah. But it doesn't happen. So. Aye, it, it should just be an instant. It, it shouldn't be anything more than a five-minute job for some admin staff to enter in the team team sheets and for it to come up and say, "Look, this guy's suspended." Possibly even come up and say, "This guy's a yellow card away from being suspended." Something like that. No, they don't seem to be doing that, and I would think that's UEFA's job. I think that that's FIFA's job in the World Cup. It's UEFA's job in the Europa and the Champions League, but it doesn't seem I can, to happen. I can only guess UEFA's attitude to that is, well, it's your team, <laughs> so you should be keeping the top of these things, not us, which is a bit of a rubbish kind of attitude to take if that's the case, but I could I could see why they might take that kind of it. Mm, it's our competition, yeah. it's your team, you should get the things right, not us. I, oh, I'm sure they would. I'm sure the arrogance would would cause them to, to say that, yeah. Anyway, I, I just hope it's it's over in terms of who's playing in what competition. Yeah, that, that's, that's settled. That's, yeah. Celtic will play the, the, the playoff round of the, the Champions League against Maribor on Wednesday. So. Right, so the, the hangover from Maribor, is it going to kick in? Or what, what do you think for the Inverness Celtic game? It's, it's a difficult trip in Scotland. Following or following a, a difficult trip in Europe, so it, it's possible. But um, I'm still going to back Celtic to win two one. I think. Then we've got Dundee United versus Ross County. Uh, Dundee I, United. I fancy had, Dundee United bounce back in this one. Yep, yep. I was going to say that uh, Ross County haven't had the the best starts of the season, and Ross uh, Dundee United just had a wee blip there. So I'm going to go for a home one. I'm going to go for three one. I'm going to. I'm going with 2-0, I think, Dunny United. Kelly against Motherwell. I think this is Motherwell's chance to, to bounce back. I'm going to go for an away victory, 1-2. Well, you know what our official pitches are like? You can, you can try and bounce back, but it may take a funny bounce. <laughs> I see so, what you did there. I'm going, I'm going to go with a one-each draw. Partick Thistle against Hamilton. I'm going to go for a home victory, 2-0. This might actually be one of the more intriguing games this weekend coming. Because Thistle have got, got off to a pretty good start, apart from dropping a couple of points at Dundee. But Hamilton, 
who came up through the playoff, obviously, have also got off to a reasonable start. I mean, beating St. Johnson at the weekend there was a good result, obviously. Yeah, it was. But I don't think I can get away with Thistle getting that uh, 4-0 against Ross County. I'm not sure if that was them or Ross County, but I think Thistle might be a, a difficult ask at Fur Hill this season. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go with 2-1 Thistle. Next game up, St. Johnson against Aberdeen. I think it all depends if anything's going to happen on the, the transfer front for St. Johnson. Because time's running out if they are going to spend some of that money they got for me. I know that they're, they're talking of bringing somebody in, but I'm not sure if anything anything's close to happening. I'm going to go for an away victory, but a close one, 2-1. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. I think Aberdeen having that wee rest will probably do them some good as well. And I'd... I'd I think that was a blip against Dundee United, so I think they'll probably get the three points in this game. So I'll say 2-1 as well. St Mirren against Dundee, I'm going to go for an away victory, simply because I'm still expecting big things from Dundee this season. So I'm going to put in that blind faith, I'm going to say 0-2 to Dundee. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to say the same scoreline, but it's more along the lines of I don't rate St Mirren. I don't think I'm getting to put the ball on it. Where's Stephen Thompson? I've not, I haven't seen him in any well, highlights. He's injured. He, injured. he was injured, yeah. but I'm, I'm not sure of the, the latest update on him. I'm not sure well, how serious it is either. They could do with getting him back pretty soon, because I don't think they've got any... I mean, that was a problem as well. It was nice football, but there was no end product. So I'm going to say the same. I'm going to say 2-0 Dundee. And I'm putting these in the predictor right now. I always forget. Chris, you know what you should do? You should sign up for the email reminder. It's a, a very handy tool that just sends out email reminders every morning. Every morning I need to wake up at 8 o'clock and I need to check to see how many people haven't predicted. And those that haven't predicted I then write an email and send it out to each and every one of them. It, it takes me ages. I haven't seen that email in a while. What's that about? I, I'm, I'm signed up for it because I'm sure it'll be one week that I'll forget to do it. But, but are you signed up for it, Chris? Because I reset it at the start of this Ah... Ah, Did you? Well, maybe I'm not. Uh, if you look at the index page of the yep. predictor, you're right. Email reminder: you are currently set up to not receive email reminders. Uh, I, I reset yeah. it because the list was quite big, and I thought there's going to be a lot of people getting this email. And as I say, it takes me ages to write out these emails. A lot of people will get these emails that don't want them, so I thought I'll reset it for this season. So I so you need to get yourself in there. Yeah, people are going to think I was scripted. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I, was, I wasn't signed up because I hadn't read the bit but it says the reminder list has been reset from last season so please ensure you're set to receive emails Chris, this whole thing's scripted <laughs> wait, wait then now wait then now I've got, I've, I have got a script I've right, got... but it's just a lot of that right, I've... <laughs> no it doesn't it's just it's just three sentences have you not written a lot of top of your script no I haven't I haven't that's uh... amazing that never happens I've got uh, the bonnets is bald in I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> the Osman so didn't score, and then I mentioned I've written down about the artificial pitches. That's that was my script. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're on to the charity bet then. Yeah, we both went for Dundee and Aberdeen to win away from home. Right, let me see what odds we've got. Seventy-four on Dundee, Oof. and Aberdeen are seventy-five. That's a healthy. Healthy that's, double. That's that's a massive double if that comes in. Sixty-six pound back for ten pound stake. Courtesy of McBookie, the good guys at McBookie. Good guys and yep. girls, if there's girls. I'm sure there is. 
Let's go with that. That sounds good to me. Right. That's it. I'm going to write it down. We're not going back. We've got Paul McManus, uh, Ardroth. I'm not sure yep. what the odds are for him. And I've got Dundee and Aberdeen. Two away victories. 74 for Dundee and Aberdeen, 75. And that returns £66 from £10. And we've got a £10 bet on McManus as well. But I, as I said, I don't know the odds for that. I'll, I'll mention the odds on the forum and I'll also tweet it as well. S Football Forums on Twitter. And I'm sure Chris will retweet it. Chris, you're K R Y S eighteen eighty eight. Yep. Chris is a Foster's fan. That's what it is. Is that eighteen eighty eight? Aye. That's not why you did it, no? Oh, it's Cronenberg sixteen sixty four, that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I think the beers with numbers on them. <laughs> right, is there anything else you wanted to mention in the podcast, Chris? Not really. I think that's us. We've covered everything. We've spoke about the We've spoken great lengths about Leggy and also actually. And we've obviously talked about both of the... Did we mention Falkirk Rangers? No, but you know, I, I avoided the negative about Rangers and I focused on the 8-1 instead of the Falkirk Rangers game. Well, what was negative about Falkirk Rangers? You won 2-0. Well, right, it's one a positive. Was a, one, one was a deflection, one was a nice flick to the corner. Aye. My favourite bat was when Boyd was celebrating his goal in the net. Not knowing he'd been flagged for offside. <laughs> See, aye, the thing about the, the Falkirk game, it's all forgotten now because of that Clyde result. I think that a ah, victory is a victory. That's the, the, the aim of the game at the end of the day. And it wasn't nice, but I've seen positives from tonight that's kind of it's made me forget the negatives of the, the McCoy's silly formations. How he plays McLeod out wide, how he doesn't know what he's doing by putting him out wide, and then you look at the Clyde game and it's all okay. He doesn't know what he's doing putting Jig in midfield, and you look at the Clyde game, it's all okay. I just don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm confused after the 8-1 result, Chris, because I was I wasn't quite sure about McCoy's this season, but I Clyde's changed my mind. It's confused me. I still can see though. <laughs> Aye. That's a, that's a negative. Really. Aye. Well, tonight I won money because they, they conceded. So who does who's that uh, main Rangers have got in the... Uh, what's it called again? Didier Cup? The Didier Cup. Well, the rest of the games... Cup. What's it called? The Petrofac Training Cup. Petrofac, that's it. No prophylactic. Well, if you're that's interested in getting trained in anything, Petrofac's the, the number one place yep. as long as it's uh, petrol-related. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm guessing it's... <laughs> It's oil in some way. Anyway, there's the rest of the, the games are still to be played. Oh, is this the first of that round? What round is it? No, this is second the second round. round. The problem hey, is, is, is this is the first game of the second round. Yes, the problem is if you look at the BBC website, it'll tell you that's the first round. But then Rangers played Hibs in the first round. Yeah. So this must be the second round, despite the BBC website messing up. It's got Rangers played Clyde twice tonight and the scoreline was the same in both games according to the BBC site it's, n- it's not that good BBC don't seem to understand this cup do they? no no but anyway aye, there's, the, the games have all to be played like yeah Tuesday tomorrow night, and... Tuesday night Wednesday night yep. Lovingston Hearts that's a big game yep Dunfermline Dov- Falkirk as well some decent ties in that cup yeah unfortunately we won't be able to get the, the game on Wednesday live on the telly box because of the rules will we the rules set out by UEFA Oh, the Champions 
Aye, they're too busy setting out these rules on what can be televised rather than looking at the rules for what happens to players who play that play for two, three minutes in a game. That's their problem. <laughs> well, anyway, on Wednesday we've got a Celtic game. Sky Sports yep. 5, as long as you've activated it. If you've not activated <laughs> it, don't worry, you'll get it anyway. Yeah, I think that's how it works anyway. Yeah. I'm sure the activation something to do with the, your two years free broadband, whatever it is you get. What's that thing? I, I still want sofa ref. Never mind the two years free broadband. Ah, <laughs> I've got... got that wrong. <laughs> oh, there was a cricket one as well, wasn't there? Was it helicopters? Oh, oh, aye, the, drone, the drone cams. Yeah. Aye. See, I like the idea of a drone cam and all. Actually, this, that, that's one thing I'm disappointed about. There was this, buzz, there was this kind of uh, camera buzzing around Celtic Park on the Commonwealth Games opening ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them at a few football grounds. I think we've got one at uh, Real Madrid. We've got one. It's basically, it's on like four cables that are attached to the corners of the oh, stadium and it buzzes it about flight above the pitch. It's amazing th- uh, footage. Ah, it's gone. The Bernabeu the... is amazing. See when it's a, a free kick, it, it practically goes yeah. on the player's shoulder. Oh, it's great. I mean, they should, it's, it's like FIFA cam. <laughs> you oh, know I how really like the game? They also had that in, ah, I know what you mean, yeah. I, I also seen that in the World Cup where it was coming up for penalties and they, they, the camera basically sat on the guy's shoulder and looked down the manager and actually had the list of players that was going to take these penalties. <laughs> nice. I thought, that's just brilliant. That's an insight that you don't normally get. Yeah, I really like that, but it's just, we don't get it. And I've seen in some European games as well, you get cameras that are similar to the ones that you get in 100 metres, where it kinda, it's on a rail and it just it goes along the side of the pitch yeah. and it keeps up with the break. It's, we we don't really think about things like that in this country, do we? We're, we're lucky if we get more than one camera. We're lucky if we get uh, an HD camera. <laughs> in yes. some games. Yes. Aye. By talking about uh, cameras, i seen Ashley Young at the weekend. Did you see that incident no. with uh, the bird? Oh, huh? yeah, I did. Aye, yeah. Aye. That is disgusting. Yeah. He's shouting and moaning about something and a bird deposit something in his mouth that looks a bit like chewing gum when it lands uh, in there. Ugh. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, you know, see, see when I, if a bird does that to you on any part of your body, it's usually supposed to be good, a sign of good luck. See if it's in your mouth. That's... <laughs> Is it really worse for good luck? <laughs> I'll settle for normal luck, thanks very much. I'd, I'd settle for, just for no luck. <laughs> Right. Oh, no, there is one other thing that annoyed me the weekend. I was watching some of the English football. Why or why are the English fans cheering the spray? Oh, do you not? Did you not? not did you not see what happened? Oh, I, did did see, I, I seen it in the Arsenal game, right? I can I can understand why they cheered it in the Arsenal game because that was funny when the spray yeah. didn't work and they were sarcastically cheering it, and then right. they accidentally sprayed the guy in the face. Yeah, right. Aye, <laughs> that was funny. Why? Why was it in the the, the game the next day, the, the Newcastle Man City game? They were cheering it. Well, they expected oh, I didn't the same know thing that. To happen. Oh, I no, didn't no. know that. Oh, Arsenal, Castle Palace, I can understand that. Newcastle, yeah. Man City was just ridiculous. There was no need to be cheering that spray whatsoever. But every time it came out, they were cheering it. Oh, I thought don't, you were talking about the Arsenal start. game. Right. No, the Arsenal, Castle Palace game. That was a crack. <laughs> I did like that. That was good. Do you know that there's a guy that's credited with inventing that? Yeah, it's just basically shaving foam. That's all it is. <laughs> is it actually just shaving foam? Cause it, oh, it well, I'm not 100% sure. Actually, uh, does disappear. Well, I'm gonna. I've got a can of shaving foam. I'm gonna go and spray it in the grass, and I'll see what happens. <laughs> Come back, nice one. still there. <laughs> but, 
but that's what I imagine it is. It's a lot like that. Aye. We could, I'm sure they should try that. I'm go, I might take some long fives next week. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. But it's good. It's ridiculous. It works. That's the thing. It's a, of, of the things that we see in the World Cup, I quite like the goal line technology. It did work. It was not the goal line technology's fault that Jonathan Pierce didn't understand how it worked. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> But the, 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 it's so simple, the, the spray, that it's, it, it really is quite effective as well. And it should be used everywhere. I'll probably introduce in Scotland in about 10 years' time. You know, They're investigating like... the cost of it, but it's not that dear for shaving foam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I've seen some of Gillette's products. 20 quid did... for a pack of razors. Oh, you don't want to do that. I did... Uh, the head of the referees, he was saying, in, investigating the cost, but there isn't that much of a need for it in this country. Because, eh? uh, what, we don't have any free kicks? Are you kidding? Aye. <laughs> All right, no, you know what it'll be? It'll be, they'll be? They'll be too busy to put the money in their own pockets. Like, sure, they own this oh, weird rent. Well, it wasn't about the money, but it's about money. <laughs> aye. Some of his interviews were just embarrassing. He seemed to keep contradicting himself. It's like, oh, the, 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 the Hearts and Hibs game should be... That, that should be refereed as if it's a Premiership game, even though it's in the Championship. So, you, you, I, I kind of get what you're talking about, but you're not putting the point across very well. Yeah. And then, then, then you hear things in sports sound like, well, one of the, the solutions put forward by the SPFL was that they could just give the referees a big pot of money and they could divvy it up themselves. Because mm-hmm. they, they could decide what was a Category A game, what was a Category B, and I thought, that's a brilliant idea. The referees rejected that. Did they? Yep. They just want more money. There isn't any money to give them. They're not, they're not going to... Uh, commit to cutting it in the Premiership for the 800 and something quid it is there is a big gap because it's like 195 quid or something in the Championship and I can understand why they're moaning about that but as somebody else uh, 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 emailed into Sports Sound said they made the rod for the run back with this because Rangers were getting fourth officials in the fourth tier and getting the best quality referees in the fourth tier when every other game in the fourth tier didn't have any fourth official you were getting up and coming referees well, to be fair, Chris, there's there's definitely games where they didn't have a fourth official, because there were definitely games where it was a linesman that was doing the subs, because it was oh, something well. that I wasn't I wasn't used to seeing at Ibrox, and I, I did notice that and find it unusual. Uh, they may have had games, game. may have got games in this fourth official, but I do I do remember the the linesman, and and at first I was thinking, oh, what's going on here? Old school. The fourth the fourth official disappeared or something, but yeah. But I said, I I don't want to go on too much about uh, how hard it is for referees, but aye, they, they do spend a lot of time. It's not just the, the 90 minutes when it comes to they've got to travel to the match day. They've got to get there early to make the call for the, the pitch. Mm-hmm. Do they get uh, expenses on top of all the, the fee, or is it just a fee? I'm not 100% sure. I could find out, though, because uh, somebody I know... Uh, they know a referee, they know a linesman, I should say. By and then they've got to do uh, the training, obviously, uh, keep mm-hmm. up to speed. Uh, and this is all alongside their, their main job. They probably need to do their studying for when FIFA change the rules. <laughs> they have a nasty habit of doing, especially working at World Cup times. Yeah. I don't think I've uh, changed too much this time, but I know they've certainly been done it in the past. Well, the last one was uh, the offside rule. I don't know of any big oh, changes oh. This, other than the. The vanishing spray, but that's only in some leagues. Yeah. All right, Chris. I think we should we should end it there. Uh, but thanks for coming on, and thanks for listening. 
all the yep, way to the end. All the way, the, the added referee chat at the end there. Not unscripted, but... <laughs> unscripted, <laughs> yes. Right, cheers. See you. Cheers. Cheers.